This episode is sponsored by Echo. Hear clearly, care confidently. Learn more at echohealth.com. That's E-K-O health.com. And use code JSP for $50 off any stethoscope. Just Some Podcast Media. The thoughts and opinions on Just Some Podcast are of the hosts and guests and do not represent the views of organizations that employ them or they volunteer for. They are also not responsible for spontaneous black holes or nuclear wars that may occur. You have been warned. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another fun-filled and exciting episode of Just Some Podcast. This is Tom. Hey, this is Ben, and Merry Christmas, Tom. Merry Christmas, Ben. How are things going? You got all your Christmas shopping done? Obviously, this is my Christmas Eve, so hopefully you're done. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it is December 22nd when we're recording this, so yes, I am, in fact, done now, which is a surprise to me and everybody else, but I don't know. It's been a good year so far. Work's been busy. We switched EMRs. That was fun, but honestly, it's been for the good, and everything I... Other than the fact we're supposed to be getting this like once in a generation cold snap apparently tonight at midnight. Other than that, everything's going great. How are things down in your neck of the woods? Well, I have that once in a generation cold snap here currently. So, oh, yeah. Mine's coming in a couple hours. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was a, so it was a frosty zero degrees most of today with a negative 20 wind chill with several inches of snow. So it's been great. Oh, that sounds fantastic. But. Other than that, man, I'm excited for Christmas and getting to hang out with family and some time off work and hopefully people stay well. You know, I think we've started to see a little well, decrease in flu cases you're here. Getting, so. You're getting time off? A couple of days here and there. I mean, you know, nothing nothing big. But yeah. Oh. Yeah, I bet you get paid and stuff too, don't you? Well, yes, I, I did negotiate <laughs> pay into my contract, yes. Oh, uh, we forgot to cover that part in one of those episodes. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah as a matter of fact that was the first thing we talked about yeah no things are great i'm not really a christmas person but this year i am excited you know enjoying things with the little guys so looking forward to that but i gotta be honest ben i am very ready for tonight's episode i knew you would be i knew this was one of your favorites and this is gonna be a fun one i mean it's christmas so of course we're gonna have some fun we are going to medically review the 2003 American Christmas comedy Elf, starring someone by the name of, you know, a little guy by the name of Will Ferrell. You may have heard of him. May have heard of him. James Caan, Zoe Deschamps. Who's that guy? Ed Asner, Bob Newhart. I mean, there's, it's, you know. Just a couple people are in there. I mean, it grossed $220 million worldwide when it was released in 2003, but I mean, you know, small movie. Small, small, almost independent, like you would say. At yeah, yeah, I mean, clearly. Yeah, so it's Christmas time. You know, we when we do fun episodes, we like to have fun. And I can't think of anything that's more fun than the movie Elf. I mean, honestly, I could watch that movie in June. Like, I love the movie Elf. I like, I like Will Ferrell in it. I think he did a great job acting it out. I like the story. I It just, it's a good, it's a good movie. Before we jump into this, though, I'm going to need you to give me your Norwell impression. All right, here we go. All right, hold on. Let me, I got to moisten. Okay. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. I hope you find your dad, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> Have a great time trying to find your dad. I just, I love the narwhal. It's just, it's great. I like how you said the other animals, like they weren't used to the narwhal popping up there. I mean, I don't, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I like how somehow the guy that's acting like he's known Buddy his whole life, it's the first time all the other animals saw him. Like, what? Eh, a little error in the writing there, but whatever. Other than that small detail, the movie is just amazing. And because this is a fun episode and we're just trying to have fun with Christmas and stuff, we're not going to do a story you may have missed or anything. We'll get back into the, you know, the normal, normal segmented show on the next episode, but yeah. And we have a lot of the old school. We're getting back to fundamentals and education and talking about, you know, we're still going to have fun episodes, but we, you know, Ben has made the decision and I think it's a good one that we need to maybe do some more of that. So we are getting back to that, but not today. Today is about Christmas time. It's about freezing my butt off and watching the movie elf. That's what it's about. I agree. So let's jump into this. Tom, I'm going to tell you first off, man. <laughs> he is fired up, people. I am. Ben is fired up. He's heard this already like three times that I'm fired up about this. <laughs> and I even told the office girls my theory, oh, Tom. Boy. And I'm going to piss a lot of people off, and it's okay. I mean, you can reach out to me, you know, JSP at justinpodcast.com if you want to email me and tell me how horrible I am. <laughs> In this movie, Santa Claus is an asshole. While I respectfully disagree ben i do think you make some very very good points so why don't you lay them out well let's start at the beginning and then as we get more into it we'll circle back around to santa being an asshole but here's what i want to know tom how does santa not realize that there was a damn baby in his sack you're telling me that a human child crawled into his sack and he didn't notice it for the rest of the room was it his last stop no, clearly, I doubt it was his last stop. What I would say, though, is it's a magic sack, Ben. That thing is akin to something from, like, Harry Potter, right? Like, I mean, there's something magic about it because it could fit every present in the world in it. A baby, you can easily fit a baby into a magic sack. Okay, okay, fine. Then- I'm not saying that. Well, hold on. I do want to point out you do make a good point. Why was there no safety measures at any point, you're telling me they didn't think at any time an elf might accidentally fall into that thing. Elf, you know, child size, you know, so you're saying there's a complete lack of care for anybody's lives other than Santa's or Mrs. Claus at the North Pole. That's what I'm hearing. But that doesn't make you right, man. <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out. You know, I just now pictured the uh, OSHA the elf, of North the Pole falling into it. And then they have to go and erase the the board that says, you know, we've had so many days since we this accident. <laughs> 108,000 days, one sad elf slowly like erasing it off. <laughs> Looking at him, way to go, Ethan. You yeah. just had to fall in the magic sack. And now our perfect record is ruined. Okay, so the baby crawls out. You know, Santa says, what in the Sam Hill is that? And the elves say, well, he must have climbed into, I'm, I'm quoting when I made my notes, I quoted Quoting. <laughs> he must have climbed into the bag at the orphanage. The orphanage. So there's only one orphanage the Santa delivers to. I guess screw the rest of them other kids. Is that what you're telling me? That's what you're telling me. Okay. I would surmise that he does not go to the entire world in one trip. Maybe in one night. 
time zones, location, geography, he certainly can't hit everywhere at the same time, right? He's not omnipresent. So perhaps there was only one orphanage in the section he was currently being delivered to. You don't think that those elves don't know exactly what building is getting what toy? They all know. So you're telling me there's one orphanage in New York City? No, I said in that section. So what if he's in that section? And they're like, ah, he was in section 49. That's that orphanage. Yes, exactly. So I'm just saying that's a very realistic possibility. I'm not saying you're wrong. That does sound a little odd and, you know, singular. But maybe there's a very good explanation for it. Okay. Lastly, then. Okay. So we decided we're going to raise him on the North Pole. We're not going to take him back, which would be, I mean, I mean, I've never kidnapped a child. But I mean, I think. (laughs) My first thought's not going to be, well, hell, I guess I'm just going to raise them now. Because now I'm thinking, okay, this kid's got pictures on milk cartons. <laughs> well, he's being raised at the North Pole. And I don't know, Tom. I, again, I'm not a child, and I've never raised, and I've never had an orphanage. But I'm thinking it's got to look bad on the orphanage to lose, <laughs> lose a baby child. Yeah. Now I just, it's like, imagine, stop. like people outside crying some parent going i just wanted to adopt a baby and the sad woman's like locking the door she's like well we have to close now like oh thanks thanks santa yeah look at that you calamity in everyone's life now because you were too damn lazy to get back in your magic slate which you do nothing in by the way the reindeer pull you telling me you couldn't get your fat ass back in that sleigh I like how I've converted you to the fact that Santa's an asshole. (laughs) On this one, you do. You got me. There is no logic that you just explained that makes that go away. The only thing I can say is, didn't Papa Elf adopt, buddy? Yeah, because they decided they were going to raise him. Oh, so why would he take him out of his home, Ben? Oh. One, what we would call gaping hole in this theory, just appeared. Like, hey. (laughs) By the way, for everybody listening, there was no rehearsal about anything for tonight, and you're going to hear that probably more than once. I I don't buy it. I think this child was kidnapped, and that's basically an unsolved mystery. And if you like unsolved mysteries, make sure you check out our other podcast. We'll continue to monitor. Shameless plug, and I love it, Ben. But I think reading these notes, mental trauma. All right, Ben, lay it on me. Lay on mental trauma that you find an elf. Well, because think about it. So, <laughs> well, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since you said it earlier. This man is raised to think that he's an elf, and he's not. And then he overhears them saying, well, I hope he never catches on. Well, if he's not caught on that he's human yet, he's never going to. Okay. You have just shattered the entire psyche of what he knows. I mean, this is this like the ultimate gaslighting? <laughs> like, did Papa Elf and Santa Claus just gaslight Buddy? I don't know. I mean, I don't. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, like, wow. It all starts coming, you know, coming back to him now that, oh, maybe I'm not actually an elf, you know, because I don't fit in anything. Yeah, I'm six foot three. Yeah, so, you know, he has a sinkable episode and he passes out and lands on the elf, which I think is hilarious, you know, because the elf's under there like, oh, buddy, buddy, which, you know, you got to think trauma. 
Yes. Trauma Obviously. And then, of course, he hits his head on the door because he's upset. So, you know, a little close head injury. I mean, nothing major, but. Just a little. Hold on, Ben. I have to point out. I didn't know if you want to put this in the show. The elf that leaks that is the same actor that was the little kid in A Christmas Story. I did not know that. Okay, so Buddy's deciding, you know, hey, the elf life is not for me at the North Pole. I need to go find, you know, my real dad. Hold on. Hold on. I think there's an important distinction here, Ben. You said leave the elf life. I don't think he wants to leave the elf life. I think he just knows for his own mental well-being that he needs to find his own father and find out who he really is. And honestly, as goofy as this movie is, that is a very powerful and like thought process. This guy's only thought is I have to become a whole person. I'm like, Jesus, they don't say it like that, but that's what he's doing. No, it's true. I mean, he is trying to find out more about himself. Yeah, I think he loves his life, but he knows that there's more. And so he's trying to find it, which I think, wow, thank you, Elf. That's a pretty cool thing you did right there. Yeah. So, you know, I said we were circled back around to Santa being an asshole. Yes. Here we go. Here again. Okay. So we know he kidnapped the baby inadvertently. We'll say. Yeah, I was going to say supposedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Now, you had this man who's 30, who has never left the North Pole. All he has known is the elf life. And that's a pretty isolated lifestyle. A very isolated lifestyle. I mean, it's not like baking cookies in a tree, but I mean, it's still a very isolated lifestyle. Yeah, these elves are way above Keeblers. Yes. So, yeah. So, Santa decides to impart... Some advice on Buddy before he leaves. The advice for someone for New York City, not, you know, hey, here's how you don't get mugged or, you know, anything. How money works. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Come on the street. That's not free candy. The real Ray's Pizza, that one's the one on 11th Street. And if you see a sign that says Peep Show, that's not about letting you look at your presents before Christmas, although I think some may argue that last one because, I mean, it's boobies. Correct. But that's it. I mean, that, like, that's it. That's all the advice you need, kid. Just slaps him on the ass and, and get on your way. Well, I would argue that Santa's going, you're a 30-year-old dude. Figure it out. <laughs> you can't argue that. Uh, <laughs> no, I reject that. Okay, you should reject it because it's a piss poor argument because, yeah, that's all I had. To be honest, I agree with you actually a lot on this because, yeah, so first of all, he's never left the North Pole. Perhaps we should take a day or two and talk about, you know, the world. That means he's never actually seen other human beings. So, yeah, it might be, you know, helpful for him to have a brief update on what's going on. But more than all that. Well, actually, let's go back. He did give sound advice. The The real raised pizza is on 11th. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But what I do know is you would need to know that type of information. So I think you're wrong on the raised pizza fact. But the distance traveled. Ben, you brought this up and I literally had, I was like, that's, yeah, you got me. Santa has a magic sleigh, magic reindeer. Or, you know, Chris, it runs our Christmas spirit and, you know, that's jet fuel. So we use the jet fuel. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't Santa give him a bride or offer him a ride to New York City? I 
took the time on Apple Maps <laughs> to go from North Pole, Alaska, because that's the only North Pole I could find, to the Empire State Building. That 4,236 miles would take you over two and a half days by car, almost three days by car. Buddy walks it overnight. Because he says I walked all night and day to get here. Yes. And so I did the calculations on that. And he had to be walking about 176 miles an hour. <laughs> that would be hard. <laughs> It'd be quite hard. But why didn't Santa yeah. have me right? You know why Santa didn't have me right? Because Santa's an asshole. You know, and yeah. You got me on that one. And I like how you said that'd be three days by car. I'm like, Ben, that'd be three days by car if you were driving very fast and you did not stop once for even one second. I don't think there's a chance in the hell you drive 4,326 miles in a motor vehicle in three days. That is a normal trip, like stops, restroom breaks. You know, you got to get food. The kids got to pee. No, no, sir. So but actually that makes your point even more valid. So that means even by car, you could reasonably say, I mean, if you took your time, that could take a week by car and buddy had to walk it. Like that's ridiculous. And let's talk about exposure. Okay. Where is he coming from? Ben, the North pole, the Arctic circle. There's a little thing called snow up there. Yes. Yeah. Snow freezing temperatures it's almost like it's kansas all right i mean it's not quite that bad but it's pretty cold up there okay and so when you expose human skin and let's talk about buddy's outfit which is a slouch hat with a bell on it it does have some fur around the bottom so maybe his forehead's protected um a woolen shirt with spandex undergarments and that's pretty much it so we're not talking really prepared for the elements. Frostbite is going to be a very real concern for Buddy and likely his genitalia very quickly if they don't do something. And hypothermia. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, I was talking about the frostbite first. Yeah. So <laughs> and hypothermia. Yeah. yeah. He's going to turn into a human popsicle pretty fast. I mean, we're... <laughs> I mean, legit, those temperatures are so cold. The human body, without immaculate protection, you have minutes to survive. And that's a fact. So, so don't get cold this, this winter. I didn't give him advice that, you know, the cartoon raccoons that you play with at the North Pole are not like the real raccoons that you may encounter as you're walking in the woods. Buddy tries to give a raccoon... A, a hug and gets attacked. I mean, in Buddy's defense, the raccoon looked like he wanted a hug. So, I mean, I can see why he offered him that hug. I mean, that was a very, was a very friendly looking raccoon. But yeah, I, I noticed you did some research and the old Samford guide for antibiotic treatment says yes. Buddy needs to be immediately started on Augmentin B- or twice a day for 10 days. And he needs a report to the health department. He's likely going to be getting a rabies vaccine series. Yes, because that raccoon should be presumed rabid until otherwise known. And you're in the middle of the damn woods. So it's not like you're going to capture that raccoon and take it to be tested. Yeah, let's not ruin that for the kids tonight. So, but he makes it. He's in New York City 
And, you know, this is one thing I'll say. Santa Claus being an asshole, well, that's still up for debate. But he did impart sage wisdom. All right. You may not like what he said, Ben, but nothing he said was wrong. Okay. It may have been incomplete, but it wasn't wrong. Okay. I'll give you that. The very first one was gum outside is not free candy. Literally first seen Will Ferrell in New York City. He is bending over and he picks up gum and he puts it in his mouth. Now, again, you can blame Santa for a lot, but what you can't blame him for is Buddy the Elf then putting possibly the grossest piece of gum of all time into his mouth to chew. That's not on Santa. That's not on Santa, and he does it multiple times there. And ew, <laughs> I mean, just yeah, I mean, ugh. ew, yeah, that's rough. So you know, he finds the Empire State Building and trying to find his dad, Walter Hobbs. Here's my question, Tom. And this doesn't, this isn't a medical review. This is just a what the hell? Yeah, Deb, I think is what her name was, his secretary. Yeah, what in the sand hell does she do on her outside time? Because you, it cuts to when Buddy's walking up to her, she's talking to a friend. Oh, I've, I don't know. I've never declawed kittens before. How many are there? Eight of them? Well, I mean, I'm willing to try. Just bring them by the camper. What in the BTK hell is this, Tom? Now, that's pure humor is what that is. Clearly, they would never condone, and I would never condone, you know, senselessly just hurting kittens like that okay that actress is from an improv group i do believe that's real i can't think of her name but i think she was like in kids in the hall and the stuff like that and so she likely was just spitting things out yeah what is the most absurd thing i can say right now and you just go where it goes and honestly the first time i heard that i spit out what i was drinking because i was like what did i just because when you step back and you think about that sentence, you don't even need to hear the other half of the conversation, really, for that to be an amazing sentence. I've never declawed kids before. <laughs> How many are there? Eight, question mark. Well, I'm up for trying anything. Just bring them by the camper. I mean, there's so much to unpack. Never mind the fact. Why did they need them declawed? Why are there eight of them? Why is she in a camper in New York City? <laughs> like, there's a bunch of things going wrong. I'm telling with you. That sense. But it was seriously, if you think about how absurd that thought is, it really it really will make you like laugh out loud. As I'm doing the whole time you're talking. Yes, I know. I'm telling you. Oh, my gosh. But back to medicine. So uh, we got an MVA, Ben. Yep. Taxi versus ped- pedestrian. Yeah, that's a bad outcome. So in real life. I will tell you from ER experience, for and this is for the listeners. I, obviously, Ben knows. Ben worked in the same ER I worked in for a while. So when you hear the alarms go off, and most ERs, I don't want to say all of them, but a lot of them will have or used to have like some type of scanner. We could monitor radio traffic, stuff like that. When you hear the alert tones, you're like, okay. And you hear them dispatch EMS, you're like, okay, you know where they're probably coming. You don't want to hear certain things. And I'll be real honest. Pedestrian versus vehicle is not what yet yeah, is definitely one of those things you don't want to hear because there's no real good outcome. 
Like there's no situation where a 3000 pound vehicle moving at any speed colliding with anything that's made out of skin is going to equal a real good, you know, situation. But luckily it's buddy and he's yeah. And it's a funny movie. So, so, but one of the more common things like you would want to get checked out with. And in this case, I, you know, it's funny. It's a movie. It was a low or low speed impact. But in real life, one of the main reasons you definitely want to go to an ER and get checked out is internal damage. Like you may got hit by the car. You might have bounced off. You might stand right up and go, well, geez, I don't feel bad at all. I don't feel like I hurt. It really wasn't that big of an impact. I'm good to go about my day. What you may have, though, is a spleen laceration. What you may have is a bleed inside your skull. So it is very imperative if you were ever in any of those types of situations, please let a medical professional check you out. Don't just assume because you feel good that minute that something with that much kinetic energy hitting you isn't going to cause damage. It's going to cause damage. So he walks in, you know, because the security that throws him out of the Empire State Building says, you know, go back to Gimbal's, which, you know, because they have a big toy store. So he gets to Gimbal's and walking to the perfume section and she's like, fruit spray? He's like, yes, I would absolutely love some. And, you know, he's... And, spraying it in his mouth and it's of course it tastes horrible yeah because he's from the north pole as ben pointed out he doesn't know what the hell perfume is or what a fruit spray is yeah he heard fruit and thought oh, okay this has got to be something good did not taste good apparently but i did look up the, the icd 10 code for ingestion of perfume which is t50.901a just in case you ever need it out there so it fascinates me both one that you looked that up and two, that it exists. Okay, so let's be fair. The ICD-10 codes never cease to amaze me. It doesn't happen often, but every once in a while, I find when I'm just like, what happened that they needed to invent an entire ICD code for this? But And I don't think it's, a, it's actually just perfume. I think it's like ingestion of chemical agents. Ah, uh, I see. See, that would make more sense when they have those. But I guarantee you there's a subsection for like body odor emitting substance or something. It's going to be perfume related. I guarantee it. But Buddy is, <laughs> Buddy is, well, Buddy's hanging out, but he doesn't have anywhere else to go. So he's been hanging out at the old gimbal store because a, he doesn't have anywhere else to go. And B that's where he was told to go. He's pretty simple minded at this point. He's pretty much naive. He thinks he's allowed to stay at gimbals. And so he's going next day. Yes, and say this is coming the next day. So he's very excited. There's a lot of screaming. That's pretty hilarious also. What Buddy doesn't know is that one of his coworkers has been living kind of out of one of the uh, locker rooms that they have in the building for employees in the changing room. And, well, he just hears singing and decides he's going to join in. And so he does. And, of course, it you know, Spooks her as she's not anticipating a grown man in an elf costume standing outside the shower. Nor would you want to. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that sentence is terrifying outside of this movie. And, you know, she screams, get out of here. Or, you know, don't look at me and get out of here type thing. So, buddy being buddy, covers his eyes, takes, off, takes running, off and slams <laughs> into the lockers, which I've watched this movie multiple times and I still laugh every single time I see that. It is yes. just, it's pure physical comedy at its peak. It is, but now we're talking about a person who just ran face first at full speed into a very, very hard object. So let's talk about that for a brief second. If you were to get a patient 
in a similar situation like this. Clearly, we're going to be doing some head and neck CTs, okay? we got to start looking for head injury, facial injury, spinal, cervical spinal injury. Never mind the fact that he could have an eye injury. That's not going to be picked up on CT. So you're going to want to do some vision testing or you're going to want to make sure he's not having any change in his vision. But on top of all that, he's going to be in some pain. So now we're talking some what possible concussion, possible minor whiplash. This is a patient that you should be treating with some pretty good NSAID and possibly some minor use of a muscle relaxer. Keep that type of medication in mind when you think about muscle injury, both as a patient. Don't expect, you know, like, oh, my God, they're going to give me everything under the sun. But that's a very realistic treatment option for somebody in that type of injury or with that type of injury mechanism. And if he was 20 or 30 years older, I mean, you could be concerned about a lift fracture. So it's going to work <laughs> yeah. as many times as I can. Yeah. He loves Lafort fractures. <clears throat> so the next morning, you know, or well, I guess it's that same morning because she showered that morning. Santa shows up. But it's not the Santa that Buddy knows. It's a Santa that smells like meat and cheese and sits on a yeah, And he calls him out on it. Yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> Which got to be traumatic for the children to, you know, see him rip the beard off. And then, of course, this big brawl ensues. And yeah, and they're watching Santa get beat up by an elf. Yeah. I mean, by his elf. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just lots there, of course. Correct me if I if you think there was more, but I mean, mostly were just kind of mild injuries. I mean, nothing yeah, that I'd be overly concerned about. No, not overly concerned about. But again, in the ER setting or for EMS, this is a pretty common thing. After a minor bar brawl, something like that, mostly what you're looking at is abrasions. Skin's gonna be scuffed up at the cheeks, face, around the forehead area, knuckles. You may get a couple of boxers fractures. That's where fourth and fifth digits and metacarpals will sometimes get fractured. So an X-ray may be necessary, but realistically, like Ben said. Very, very minor, really doesn't need the attention of a medical professional usually for these types of injuries. So, of course, the fight leaves Buddy in the clink, and so he calls his dad to come bail him out of jail. And by this time, he started to figure out and put the pieces together that, okay, maybe they're, you know, he's saying all the right names, Susan Wells and the picture and stuff like that. So he wants to get to the bottom of this crazy man who showed up saying he's his son. Yeah, because... But he does throw out a couple names, like you said. So he piqued his interest. He's like, okay, clearly he's not a complete crackpot. I need to know what's going on. So takes him to a friend of his who's a pediatrician and wants to get you know some testing done. But Buddy's eating the cotton balls, which when I – I think I actually seen a TikTok about this. It was actually cotton candy that they had shaped into little cotton balls that he could sit there and eat. God. Well, yeah. <laughs> But I, I tried to look up the ICD-10 code for ingestion of cotton balls. I couldn't find anything. It's a T50.901A. <laughs> but I did see in this, and I, tell me if you've heard of this before, because I had not, a cotton ball diet. No. Okay. I hadn't either until I was Googling this stuff for the show. This was a thing that apparently has been around for years that like in the supermodel community and in the modeling community, they would dip cotton balls in like protein shakes and stuff like that and swallow them because it would make the stomach feel full. Obviously, there's a big concern there with blockages 
Yeah. That's I mentioned the fact that cotton balls are not most of the time actually cotton, but they are bleached polyester and there are other toxins that can be released. But this, but a cotton ball diet, if you Google a cotton ball diet, it is a legit thing that people have done in real life. What the hell? That my very first thought before you even said anything else was SBO. As soon as I heard you say people were actually eating cotton balls, I was like, well, that's a bowel blockage. Oh, my goodness. No. If anybody out there is thinking about eating cotton balls or you know somebody that's eating cotton balls, stop them. That's bad. To be fair, though, on a very serious note, (laughs) eating disorders are very real. So if you do know somebody with a pica or some type of bulimia or anorexia, please make sure that they are getting help. But that is a very serious topic for another day. We are having fun. We are talking about Elf. So, But the testing that Walter wants on Buddy is a DNA test. Yeah, this is hilarious to me. Go on. Yeah. Because so for, we're in a pediatrician office. We're doing a DNA test. And miraculously, it comes back immediately. Hey, Buddy's your kid. Congratulations. It's a boy. Are you <laughs> shitting me? First off, DNA tests are not something I do in primary care. Yeah. Secondly, I can barely get a CMP back in the same day sometimes, let alone a fucking DNA test. Yeah, DNA test, that certainly was a send-off. So, yeah, that this is one of those cases where I overlook this type of fact for the sake of the movie. But no, Ben is very real. And unfortunately, I'm not joking, based on things like this, Patients will ask you for things in the office that you just can't possibly deliver. And it's sometimes this stuff like, can I just get a DNA test? And I'm like, no, you can't just get a DNA test. Like, and I can't even try to imagine the cost because there's almost no chance in primary care we're going to get something like that covered. No, but I do think the out of pocket cost has got to be a lot. I think you can get them over the counter like Walgreens, though. For like 99 bucks, I think. But I'm talking, I think in this case, we're also talking 2003 in a doctor's office. I'm like, nah, bruh, that's going to be a four digit test. Like that, that ain't no $99 Walgreens. Yeah. That yeah. dude is paying out the butt. So it's going to be very expensive, but it's also not realistic. And that's what I was getting at. And I don't like it. In this movie, it was meant to be funny and it was meant to move the story along. But unfortunately, sometimes people see this stuff and they think in real life, oh, we can do that stuff. We cannot do that. So please don't ask. It ain't going to happen. So Walter takes him home because he's trying to acclimate him to, you know, dropping this elf facade and moving on with his life. And this is where you learn more about what it's like to be an elf. They like sugar a lot. They like sugar. Uh, Their GI tracts are apparently immune to it. So he downs a two liter of Coke. (laughs) In which is impressive in and of itself because of the carbonation. Yeah. Oh, and, like, let, and let's say this I would bet money. Let me not say that out loud. I would bet something probably that Will Farrell actually did that. You know, like I bet Will Farrell literally said, Let's go, boys. I could chug a two liter and bam, did it. So if nothing else, I laughed because Buddy did it. And then like after the movie, I thought, oh, my God, Will Ferrell really drank a whole two liter of Coke on screen. That had to have been hilarious to watch him do that in real life. 790 calories in, in that two liter. That's a lot of calories. Coca-Cola, yes. And then we learned about the four main food groups for elves. Candy. Yeah. Candy. Candy canes. Candy corns. And syrup. syrup. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I love the syrup at the end because everything else has got that, you know, candy canes, candy corns, syrup. I'm like, bam, man. And just pure sugar. We all know what syrup is. It's the one good thing out of Vermont, New Hampshire, and Canada, maple syrup. And you know what? I like it. So yeah, keep sending it this way. That's another reason I think I get along with Buddy so well, Ben. We have similar food taste. But if that was truly the substance of your Wilford Brimley would like to talk to you about diabetes. Yeah. So damn. Yeah. While else may have pancreas, pancreas, whatever the multiple of everybody having a pancreas would be. An elf pancreas may be made out of tungsten, but humans are not. That much sugar for any sustained amount of time, you are looking a lot of problems, not the least of which, as Ben has said, is diabetes. Type 2, that is going to be very hard to control. And then a slew of other issues. And honestly, one of the things that people don't think about when they're consuming that much sugar, yeast infections, both you know urinary tract infections, yeast infections in your skin. Your body does not like that much sugar. Be prepared to pay the price. Not to mention weight gain. I mean, there should be no reason that Buddy doesn't weigh 600 pounds. Well, again, apparently it's magic. Well, he's not an elf, but he also only gets 45 minutes of sleep. So his metabolism must be somehow tuned to not need metabolic functions. I don't know. Now you're making me question a lot of things about this movie. I don't want to think about Ben. So let's just move on to the next thing. Come on. Let's go. You're making me think too much about this. So he gets into the snowball fight with his brother and the kids, which is hilarious, you know, because he built all these snowballs and has got some deadly accuracy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. At a high rate of speed. Yeah. Nothing that would be injury. I mean, unless I guess you had rocks in the snowballs or if you had them, you know, soaked in water and made ice balls. I mean, mostly just look like, you know, good old fashioned fun. Well, it did look like fun, except for a couple of those kids caught the the high inside fastball Buddy was throwing to the face. So again, we talked about this earlier, but this would be more akin to like the fight, some small abrasions, maybe some ice damage or not ice damage, but like the ice could cause small lacerations and abrasions in the skin. So you would watch for stuff like that. Also, LaFort fracture? What if do I? LaFort fracture? <laughs> I was going to say, if they had put something like a rock or something, like what if he just grabbed a bunch of snow and he didn't realize there was a stick in it? You know, what if there was a heavier object? You get that in the face, you not going to hey, get a Lafort one no, out of it. But it. I mean, I guess you say could. <laughs> See, I guess say you it. could get a Lafort fracture. Thank you. I don't know how, though. <laughs> so that's a trauma, buddy. Trauma. So, you know, moving on in the movie, there's really, you know, as far as medically, there's not a whole lot going on. They decide they're going to set up a tree. Buddy and his brother decide they're going to set up a tree, unbeknownst to his father and stepmother, I guess. Yeah, kind of. Whatever she would be. Yeah, yeah, stepmother. Yeah. So they you know built they dig up this huge tree and bring it into the yard or into the house, which almost reminded me of like Clark, the Clark Griswold type thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, a lot well, of sap. Get- yeah, a lot of sap here. A lot of sap. Uh, <laughs> Like, well, how are you get the tree on or the star on top? But he's like, oh, don't worry, I got it. And you know, jumps off the couch and flings himself into the tree to try to climb the tree to put the star on top, and the tree falls over on him. Again, trauma. Yeah. So, 
but it's a pretty short fall. I mean, so one of the things, again, in the ER that you would want to ask is, so how did this happen? They're going to explain when the nurse is done laughing. What they're going to assess is how far did he fall? All right. So that's one of the first parts of that equation we're going to want to know. So if he fell from standing height, that's one. But what if he fell from four feet in the air? Well, now we need to start considering, did he land on something? Did he have a loss of consciousness? There are a lot of factors that actually go into it. So while, yes, we are jesting about it, those are things that not Christmas trees falling on people, but people falling is a very common reason for people to go to the ER. And that's why we ask some of those questions. So if you ever hear that and you go, well, that's dumb. Why do they need to know how high up the staircase he was? It's because we want to know how many stairs he fell down. So in this case, they would say, you know, how high up in the tree was Buddy when he fell off? And they'd, you know, treat him appropriate from there. And the tree fell on him, so you could see potential crush injuries as well, although... It's a pretty small tree for a crush injury. I mean, you know. I'm just saying, that's about as likely as the Lafort. So... <laughs> I mean, the tree fell on him, he could get a Lafort fracture. So, moving on, of course, you know, Walter's having problems at work, and he, you know he's not able to come up with books, and so they uh, enlist the help of Miles Finch. A famous child book writer. And, you know, he gets to the office... And Buddy at this point had a date with Jovi, and so he is just in love and happy and busting the you know the conference room where Miles is there. And Miles is short, real short, like little person short. Yeah. So the actor that plays Miles Finch is Peter Dinklage, and Buddy goes. Remember, Buddy has lived his entire life in the North Pole. He's only seen elves. Elves are short. He has seen no elves, apparently, his entire time in New York City, nor on his arduous trip through the Arctic to get to New York City. This is the first time he has seen a little person. And he's like, oh, wow, an elf, which apparently was offensive. Apparently, yes, that's offensive. (laughs) Okay, so let's just stop that right there. (laughs) That is offensive. And, you know, so he's like, okay, funny man, you know, and he calls him an elf again. And then he even gives him the warning, you know. Just, you know, call me off well, one more time. Yeah, but see, he uses sarcasm. Again, the elves, not high on sarcasm. So, so, but he's like, elf? And so then Miles jumps up on the table, runs across the table. And delivers an ass whooping. Yes, like he is auditioning for WrestleMania. I'm telling you, he <laughs> <laughs> whipped Buddy's ass. Drop kicks. I mean, it, yeah, it was it was an ass whooping. It's funny because you know that Buddy is being innocent, but he also is doing something you know is going to get him an ass whooping. So that's why I thought that scene was uber funny to me because you were looking at it from both angles. You knew why it was pissing off Peter Dinklage, but you also knew why Buddy was saying it. And that just makes it – it's perfect. That's one of the reasons this movie is damn near perfect, Ben. I don't disagree. And medically, honestly, there wasn't a whole lot after – that he, you know, Santa lands in Central Park because the rocket broke and Buddy's trying to fix it for him. And but the other part that I wanted to bring up, Tom, the Central Park Rangers, you know, they yeah, they do allude to them as this uh, nefarious force that uh, yes, is shadowy and they're just known in New York City. And I'm like, whoa, god. And I, to be completely fair, thought that was made up for just the movie, and I did some research. And it's not. So (laughs) they actually do have Central Park Rangers, although they are known as the Urban Park Rangers because they take care of multiple parks within the New York City area. And 
the news story makes a reference to them having questions about the way they handled the crowd at a Simon and Garfunkel concert in 1985 that's still under investigation, which is a hell of a long investigation, by the way. Oh, yeah. Very thorough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, almost 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. That's a very thorough investigation. But there actually was a Simon and Garfunkel concert in Central Park. It was not in 85. It was in 81. It was a free concert and over a half a million people showed up. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. And they did have an incident of a man getting on stage. He was escorted off. But there was questions about the way that the Central Park Rangers or the Urban Park Rangers handled the crowd. And how many people died? I don't think anybody died. Oh, so they handled them well. Okay, that's all you need to know. They were apparently using like the Calvary charge as like a crowd control method. And okay, I take back everything I just said. So there you go. (laughs) And then I'd read another story where there was a horse that would just randomly spin circles that would cause that caused some confusion and cause people to scatter. Nothing that I could find like in a news story, but just different bits and pieces on the internet that I'd found. So that's pretty interesting. So the Central Park Rangers really exist. Yeah. And really had an incident at a Simon and Garfunkel concert in 81 instead of 85. So is there anything this movie can't do? I'm telling you, man. (laughs) And so, you know, as we're wrapping up here, I have, you know, kind of busted balls on this movie all all the way through this episode. I still stick by the fact that Santa's an asshole. But you make some very, very good points. What I do truly, truly love about this movie, and I do love this movie. I think it's a wonderful movie, is as a parent you see the toddler-like wonder that Buddy has about everything. And it's the fruit spray. Like you could see it. You could see your child. Oh, fruit spray. That sounds good. Doing that. Or the part where he's in the locker room and Joby confronts him afterwards and says, you know, why are we in the locker room? Well, I was showering. And he's like, well, it's because you were singing. And she's like, you sure it wasn't because I was naked? Well, I didn't know you were naked. Totally like a child. I mean, you could hear your own child. Like that wonderment is just, he plays it so, so perfectly. The movie is great, but Will Ferrell makes that movie. All right. I don't think you get anybody else to play that part and you get that same effect. Now you could have a really funny movie, right? You could have a very slap, like you put Bradley Cooper in that role and it's going to be really funny, but it's not that movie. It's not the movie you just described. It's not the movie of wild or, you know, childlike enjoyment in everything he sees. All right. And that's nothing against Bradley Cooper. It's just saying that's Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell brought that character out. And the even worse part is even if there was another person that would have been great, you can't unsee it. You know, what do you see Will Ferrell play Buddy the Elf? Will Ferrell is Buddy the Elf to you. You know, he's one of, I'm going to say the word iconic, but I don't mean in stature, but I mean in uniqueness, like nobody else is going to be able to play that part now. Yeah. And not be the Will Ferrell, like where, well, you didn't play like Will Ferrell. Like that's just how it's going to be. You know, you've seen several jokers and we all thought all of them were great, but you couldn't do that now with buddy, the elf and try and get the same movie. You know, you couldn't get that same childlike love of everything. I really think that will went out of his way to do it and he nailed it. Yeah. I mean, and you, like I said, you could just tell it in like in his voice, you know, like I said, when like she confronted him about, you know, 
was it because I was naked? You know, and she's like, he's like, well, I didn't know you were naked. Like I said, you can just you can hear. Like I said, I could hear my kids saying that. Yeah, yeah. No, I was to say that's it was like seeing a thirty year old kid. Yeah, yeah, and he and played it perfectly. I mean, it yeah, truly is a wonderful movie. I love this movie. Not my favorite, of course. We've already covered, which is Christmas Vacation, but a close second. You know, I'm not the biggest Christmas a fan in the world, but. This is truly like one of my favorite movies, and it does make me happy to watch it around Christmas time. So, I mean, I guess if anything puts me kind of in the Christmas spirit, it's movies like Die Hard and uh, Elf. Hope you find your dad, buddy. Hope I mean, you find your dad, buddy. So, yeah. <laughs> on and that note, twirly, twirly gumdrops. <laughs> yeah. <there you> go. <laughs> on that note, we are, uh, this should come out right around Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. We hope that you're getting to enjoy some time with your family and your friends and just enjoy each other. But make sure that you wash your hands, wear your mask if you need to, take care of yourselves and each other. Yes. And please, everybody, this season, stay safe out there. Hope you find your dad. Hope you find your dad, buddy. Practice swearing just to pass the time. Lately, I see why. I am alone I caught some road bridge and I thought of you And all the many times